Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. They are not closing our damn plant without one hell of a fight. Yeah, boy, oh boy, this is going to get emotional. This is going to get messy. You've been hearing the story uh, all day, of course, uh, the announcement from GM uh, of a global restructuring that is not just impacting Canada. In fact, five plants in North America are going to be directly impacted by this, four in the U.S., but one in Canada, and it's a big one, the GM plant in Oshawa, that is going to, as of today, uh, shutter its doors uh, at the end of 2019. So there's over 2,000 people uh, who work at this plant. Obviously, there's suppliers as well that would be directly impacted. Uh, it's not entirely clear if that's going to be 2,500 people out of work altogether, if, if they're going to be shuffled off to somewhere else within the company. Uh, but this is a real overhaul on GM's part. Uh, it's a refocus. They're going to be eliminating uh, certain lines of vehicles, and they're going to be focusing uh, in, in large part on autonomous technology, electric technology. So, so this is where things are going. So it's it's overly simplistic. Sit back and say, well, you know, do we have a competitive environment? This isn't this isn't that kind of a conversation. This is a company deciding uh, a big change in focus is in order. Because this is impacting the U.S. as much as it is, well, more so in a way, than it's impacting Canada. But it's going to impact a lot of people. And as you know, when it comes to the automotive sector, southwestern Ontario, it's very politically sensitive. It was the Prime Minister speaking today. With Premier Ford this morning uh, and Premier Ford and I. Uh, obviously, this is disappointing news out of uh, GM this morning. Our thoughts go out to the workers affected and indeed their families and the entire community. Uh, I spoke with the uh, chair of GM last night and with Premier Ford this morning. Uh, and Premier Ford and I agreed that we were going to do everything we can to, to uh, help the workers. Tory leader Andrew Scheer says uh, MPs need to focus on what options might be on the table, and that needs to include uh, a lot of different options. I'm suggesting that there are, uh, th that today we should be looking at every possible uh, option to uh, save these jobs, that we should be looking at what is in the realm of the possible, what are tools that we could legitimately use. Before we even get to bailouts, are there other types of things that we could uh, be looking at? Now, what else might that be? Hard to say at this point. Obviously, uh, you know, a decade ago, Ottawa did bail out uh, the automotive sector, including GM. Yet here we are today. Ontario Premier Doug Ford vows his government will do everything it can to help these workers get back on their feet, saying that it's a very stressful time for these people. I want to tell those families, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to do everything I can. I'll give you my cell number. You ever want to see me, I'll be out there constantly because I care for those people. And we have to be compassionate for the people that are facing this. You know, it's, it's very, very tough for them. Well, it's going to be yeah, a lot of people impacted, no doubt about it. So what, what is GM doing? Why the need for this change in focus? 
Well, joining us uh, for some further analysis uh, of the moves the company is uh, dealing uh, detailing today, uh, very pleased to welcome to the program Joseph McCabe. He is founder and president of Auto Forecast Solutions, uh, a consulting uh, company. Joe, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Well, you know, it's interesting because I was reading that uh, your company had, uh, you know, forecast that maybe this decision was was going to come at some point from GM. How surprising to you was this announcement today? Uh, it wasn't. And, you know, we did forecast this back in 2014. Uh, the interesting part, though, is when we forecast this back in 2014, it wasn't based on today's volatile climate, right? It was based on the fact that we look at General Motors every month, every month we look at the global vehicle production, right? Who builds what, where, when, how many for eight years. And our customers sort of need us to give them some insight of what the future is going to entail. So we don't just like shutting plants down for the sake of shutting plants because it really affects people's business. But yeah. when we looked at GM's product portfolio and their mix uh, and their underutilized facilities across North America, Oshawa bubbled to the surface. It was building vehicles that consumers weren't buying anymore, and they're still not buying, right? So a lot of consumers are moving from pasture cars, and they're moving to the crossovers and the SUVs and the pickup trucks. And, you know, we saw Chrysler do this first, get out of the car business, pasture car business, Ford, migrate a lot of their products elsewhere out in North America. Uh, but General Motors has a significantly large vehicle um, portfolio that had to be trimmed back. And every time Oshawa came on the board about what new products would go there, they wouldn't get anything really brand new. They would be sort of life support. They didn't get a dedicated platform or a new program, a lot of investment. They just kept on getting a four-year contract to keep them alive for the next four years. So when we called it back in 2014, it was pre-Trump. It was pre-USMCA. It was pre-China impact. Uh, all additional things that are really tr- focusing VMs like General Motors say, look, we have to change our revenue model. we got to cut costs, and we have to do better on revenue. And unfortunately, this is, going to, this is going to be their only way to do it in the short term. Well, as you say, there's some underlying economic issues going on here. Obviously, there's going to be a considerable political pressure from governments, uh, from, from the unions, to, to stop this or alter these plans. But uh, do you think there's any chance of that happening? And is that just postponing the inevitable if, if, it, if it does happen? Yeah, so from a, you know, one of the takeaways from today's story is that Oshawa, although it's very important in this conversation, is just one of many that are being affected, right? So mm-hmm. you have a couple plants in, North, in the United States, you have a couple plants in Asia. This is, a, this is a clean slate approach for General Motors Say, look, we have to change on how we do things. Um, the problem is that there's not enough in the past. You may have had this product, a new vehicle program or something that needed a home. And it would be a great bargaining chip for the union to say, great, we want that new crossover. And they say, fine, but let's have some concessions back and forth. Let's figure out a way to work this through. Unfortunately, there's such a glut in GM's portfolio that they have to be in trim back mode. They have to really refocus on the profitable vehicles. You know, we're still very pro-GM. We're still very pro-Canada uh, footprint. We don't see the Canadian automotive landscape leaving Canada anytime let alone any time in the mid or long term. So, but this is one very big blip in the industry right now going on that I, the union is going to be very hard pressed to. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China 
and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Push because there's nothing to trade right this second. And uh, that's part of the, uh, the concern going through to uniform negotiations and then UAW negotiations to follow about how they would uh, tackle this. Clearly, GM sees, uh, you know, real value, a lot of future and a lot of potential in uh, electric vehicles, but also on the technology side, autonomous vehicles. I mean, that seems to be where, where the industry is going, isn't it? It is. Uh, you know, the, the concern with that is that that's a, it's a long game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, you know, there's not, you know, we look at it from a realistic standpoint. There's not a people lined up waiting for the perfect electric vehicle right now. The consumers are just, especially in North America, they're just not there yet. When fuel prices are low and access to money is good and economy is great and everyone's, you know, doing well, no one's really thinking about the environment, and unfortunately, or enough that they're willing to spend extra for an alternative propulsion vehicle. But it is a future. It's just not the future 100%. So it's something that General Motors has to say, look, we have to take the tip of the spear. If we have a glut of product and we have to refocus ourselves, we can't just refocus ourselves on what we do good now. We have to refocus ourselves on what we could excel at in the future. And you got in, you know, you have markets like Germany pushing hard and, and China. China's trying to own this space. And, you know, I think it's time where a traditional manufacturer's going, okay, we want we should be the ones that drive the direction of this market. And I think GM's gonna be using that as great. We have to reappropriate funding because this is very expensive stuff to invest in an autonomy and electrification. But the only way we get there is to basically look at sort of a clean sheet and say, where can we pull from to for a long-term viability? You know, it's a little consolation to Oshawa, but in Markham, Ontario, GM has opened up uh, an automotive uh, innovation center. So, I, I mean, th- there is the potential for, for jobs growth uh, on the technology side. Where, where do you see that going? Absolutely. And say, so, you know, when we look at Canada, we, you know, Canada doesn't compete with Mexico and China on purpose because they're not a low labor cost competitive market. Canada has a very, the Canadian labor force is highly educated and highly skilled. And they're not going to subject themselves and say, well, to be competitive, we're going to take, we're going to, we're going to, you know, lower our standards. So if you're looking at an area of growth of technology and innovation, we think Canada's a very good market for that still. You know, just because GM is sort of walking away from manufacturing, traditional manufacturing in Oshawa, doesn't mean they're going to walk away from Canada. They're very well invested in Canada. They still have Ingersoll. They still have St. Catharines. There's still a huge supply base that supports it, all of NAFTA. So there's no reason for them to turn their back on Canada. And we do see, to your point, um, innovation, technology, these are the sweet spots. Canada always has been trying to be the Silicon Valley of the North. And I think they can get there. Um, they're going to have some pain now. And obviously, you know, we, we feel for the labor that's going to be affected by this current Oshawa move. 
but we don't think it's going to be a clean slate 2,500 people gone. I think there's going to be some reappropriating of the labor pool that's going to be more focused on the technology side, number one. And number two, it might be time for the Canadian government to look out outside of our borders and try to inspire a foreign manufacturer who wants a North America presence to try to put their footprint and then offer them a a facility or a location such as a prime location such as Oshawa would present them. Well, you already alluded to uh, some of the other changes in the industry, steps that Chrysler has taken. Should we expect to see more of this, uh, more big announcements from from, uh, other automakers? Well, you know, most of us have flushed their passenger cars anyway. Chrysler, the only thing we have with Chrysler is a a big maybe, nothing supported. They only have two cars left. Everything else is crossovers and big, bigger. They have halos. They have the Charger and the Challenger. Like, we don't see Brampton going away anytime soon. But if you look at a product portfolio, we see they, they, they need to take those, keep those products that go against the Camaros and the Mustangs of the world. Um, Ford has already decided to reappropriate their, bring in more, uh, you know, Broncos and Rangers and flush out some of their cars to other markets. So we don't see a lot of current North America footprint manufacturers having this Me Too. We sort of think GM was maybe the largest and potentially last one is saying, yeah, we're going we're gonna to consolidate as well because this is the, end, the industry direction. All right. Well, some great insights, uh, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Much more at Auto Forecast Solutions. Thanks again for your time here. Thank you, Rob. My pleasure. That's Joseph McKay, president and CEO of the consulting firm Auto Forecast Solutions. So his thoughts on what GM is doing here, what the strategy is. Obviously, uh, it has a real-world impact on a whole lot of people. Uh, one plant in Canada, four in the U.S., going to be closed as a result of this. But as here to the outset, uh, the unions aren't going to go down without a fight. Uh, certainly, Unifor in Canada is going to go to the mat to try to keep this uh, Oshawa plant open. What about the politicians? What are they prepared to do? Now, we've bailed out the uh, auto sector once before. wouldn't shock me to see it again. Yeah, one columnist in the Toronto Star today suggests we even go so far as to nationalize GM which sounds crazy, but uh, who knows when it comes to, to this sector and how far governments are prepared to go. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.